1: Navigation system.
0: Please say a command.
1: On. Ignition. Powered. Seatbelts. Fastened. Shift. Drive. Twin City sports fans, hold on tight.
2: Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, this is the Ride with Royce. He's going the distance. He's going for speed.
3: Now to six seconds to go. Fountain of the ball. Timberwolves down by one. 20-footer on the right wing is. no It was short. Loose. And that's it. The buzzer sounds. Butler misses at the horn. And the Nets hang on to win it. 98-97.
2: Such a disappointing finish for the Minnesota Timberwolves on the road against the Brooklyn Nets. I'm Myron Metcalf filling in uh, again for the third day in a row. They didn't kick me out yet. So uh, here for Royce, my last day of the week. In the studio with Chris Reavers. I don't have a cool uh, hip-hop name for you, man. I was going to call you C-Money. I was just going to say I'm it, not really, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we don't want to fake it. We got to be, you know, Manny Fresh. Cool doesn't really apply to me. No, you're cool. It's just <laughs> C-Money is just too – I don't have anything more creative than that. Yeah. Manny Fresh is just such a perfect name, Manny mm-hmm. Hill. Um, obviously, I, I watched last night the T-Wolves game. And here was, my, here was my overall take. I got a couple of takes, right? They're really good when they want to be. Like, I mean, this is a team that I think can win a playoff series. Mm -hmm. And then with the right matchup against a top three or four team, they have a chance. I don't think anybody can beat Golden State in a seven-game series. I don't don't know if anyone can beat a healthy Houston Rockets team other than Golden State. But beyond that, to me, depending on the matchups, if everyone's healthy, this T-Wolves team is right there in the mix. They are not good enough, however— to put themselves in a situation that they ended up in in Brooklyn last night where Brooklyn, to me, was just tougher than them. Like, they just looked lazy on a lot of possessions. Uh, They put a lot of effort on the offensive end. But to me, Jimmy Butler was the only guy flying around on the defensive end, saving loose balls and blocking shots. Like, he was the only guy who had the same intensity on both ends of the floor. Then you get to the end of the game, and everyone's complaining about the shot, and the shot was horrible, fellas. But how did they get to a position where you need a buzzer beater to beat Brooklyn, a team that didn't have D'Angelo Russell, a team that's relying on guys like Quincy Acy, who? <laughs> and you're in a position and you're a contender and you need that shot and to Spencer win the game.
3: Spencer had a monster game Come last on, night man. for them. Yeah.
2: It just didn't make sense to me. But I feel like the concern should be, in my opinion, at this stage, is this a T-Wolves team that just expects Jimmy Butler to save the day?
3: Well, he's been saving the day for True. them quite a bit like this year. I mean, we saw like earlier in the year when they had the when when he was out with the uh with the respiratory yeah deal and they they got ran out of the gym in both those games against Indiana and then on the road against Detroit um the next night and then Jimmy came back for that home game that Friday against Oklahoma City and kind of put the team on his back and and sort of willed them to a victory and and I said it, I tweeted it out a couple weeks ago, this team would be right back in the middle of the lottery if, with without him. And they yes. would be they would be like in the top 5 of the lottery without him.
2: Yeah, I don't respect any MVP list right now that doesn't include Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Uh if you're talking about
1: most valuable player, Jimmy Butler better be on your list, clearly with what he's done with this team. When mm-hmm. I watch the Wolves, I always think the same thing. Yeah. Uh well, it's two part here. When they're playing a good team, they look engaged. They look. Yeah. They look okay. They, they and I hate saying they. They. They play to the level of their competition, but they kind of do. They did but, last night. But they. Who was the uh, Phoenix when they lost to Phoenix at home yeah. a couple of weeks ago? I thought aren't they supposed to be a heck of a lot better than these yeah. guys? Yeah. And I, they just look disinterested at times. And I that think Phoenix, that's really that's a really a bad sign. And yeah. that loss to Phoenix
3: at home a couple of weeks ago was without the Suns' best player, which is Devin Booker right now, and. Yeah, I mean, you just it. You look at games like that, and you, it's just you're you're just scratching your head. And then they turn around and they come back and they play a team like the Lakers, who they should beat up on, and they ran them out of the gym twice. And so you're like, okay, yeah, they, they got things going. And then they then last night happens, and you know you look at when they lost to Milwaukee, they had the loss against Milwaukee last week, last Thursday, where they blew the twenty point lead and. The problem was the night before they had played that overtime game against Denver, and a lot of those guys were tired and it was a back-to-back, and they had traveled to Milwaukee and everything, so you kind of let that go. And Milwaukee's a good team. The Bucks yeah. are pretty good. So you kind of let that go and say, okay, yeah, that's more of a scheduled loss type of thing. The last night, I I don't, you know, and I didn't see the entire game because I was at the for basketball game with Mackie, but I, I just, an undermanned Brooklyn Nets team that isn't, you know, they play kind of an up tempo style, but they're they're undermanned. They don't have all their guys. And you just you're kind of in this grinded out sort of close matchup with them. And you've had a couple of days off since your last game. And it's just like, come on, guys. Come Led on. by Quincy AC.
2: Yeah. That's the dude who's gonna push you around. Damari Carroll. I mean, you you are right. They've had a lot of play down in their competition moments. And don't mistake what I'm saying. I'm I'm fine with Jimmy Butler being the alpha. He should be. I just think great teams have other guys who put together the same effort. And I'm watching the game yesterday and going, Carl, make a play on the defensive mm-hmm. end. Andrew, make a play. Tyus Jones played great. He looked great. Yeah. But like for and the most part, really he's well. been really Whenever well. Whenever
3: he's been out there, he's played really well.
2: I used to tell people when I covered Tyus Jones, I was like, this dude's gonna play in the league for more than a decade. And they go, Yeah, right. You know, he's not that explosive. He's not that superstar athlete. I'm like, watch. It makes everybody around him better. And he's one and of those guys. He'll be the guys, smartest guy on the
1: floor. He's in the right spot. 100%. All the time. Mm-hmm. He is
2: always going to be. You're never going to have a situation where Tyus Jones isn't one of the two or three guys, two or three smartest guys on the court, right? He played great last night. But I saw a team yesterday that was content with having a shootout with the average Brooklyn Nets team and not getting some of those stops you need. The deception of the Golden State Warriors and the fact that we talk about their offense, 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 what people don't realize is that they finished the regular season, I believe, first last year in defensive efficiency. Mm-hmm. Right now they're ranked second behind the Spurs. This is not a Golden State Warriors team that just puts up 120 points. They defend. Yeah, Like, you can't just be a great offensive team. This has to be a more balanced team. And I think what we saw yesterday was if shots aren't falling and this is a team that has to rely on its defense, they might be in trouble because Jimmy's the only reliable guy – every game that you can trust Gibson to, mm-hmm. but those young guys you can't trust yet on the defensive end. And to me, I, it was an effort thing to me yesterday, more yeah. than anything.
3: And part of the problem, too, is that, you know, Jimmy and Taj are so good defensively that they have, and because, you know, Wiggins doesn't always give you what you need out of him defensively, and Towns Towns is kind of hit and miss defensively, but there were times earlier this year where he was just brutal on that end of the floor. Yeah. But Jimmy and Taj have spent so much, you know, they're, they're doing everything they need to do defensively. But then they're also spending so much energy picking up the slack that Wiggins and Towns and Jeff Teague and some of these other guys that are not stepping up defensively, they're picking up some of that slack. And then you're kind of seeing like Taj Taj has been great for them this year. Yes. But then there's, there's points where you just look at him and you see he's gassed because – He's got you know, eight Tib- jobs. T- yeah, he's got eight different jobs, and Tibbs is playing them thirty-eight minutes a night, which is another issue. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the issue. Like they need they need Towns and Wiggins really to start to be to to make more of an impact defensively. And Towns is starting to pick it up a little bit more, but Wiggins we has need got more. to do the same thing too. They need more. Exactly.
2: They need a lot more from Towns, especially on that end of the floor. Going into that fourth quarter, they look like an over, overconfident team to me. They looked like a team yeah. that felt like. Okay, we can flip, the switch. Yes. Yeah. We can flip the switch. Yes, neck and neck. We can
3: do this, yeah. If
2: this is a shootout, we win this every time. But give the Brooklyn Nets some credit. They were making some big plays. And I just saw Jimmy Butler diving out of bounds to save passes, on the floor, blocking shots. The 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 Timberwolves have to em- embrace that spirit on that end of the floor or you're going to end up fighting to hold on to this you know great starts you have and, and even worse you're going to be in the playoffs against a, a, a maybe a 7 or 8 seed or a, or a 6 seed or 5 seed that doesn't care
3: you want to know another problem last night too and i'm just looking at some of the numbers from last night three point shooting brooklyn 14 of 30 wolves 1 of 11
2: that's all you need to say. 30?
3: Fourteen of thirty. Fourteen of thirty. Brooklyn shot from three point range. The Wolves were one of eleven. From they made one three point shot last night. Wow, yeah, that's horrible. We'll and come the, Wol- back. the Wolves also had ten assists last night total.
2: Not good, man. We'll come back after this. Man, you missed a good convo last night. We were uh, yesterday. We were talking about Winnie Cooper. That stuck with me on uh, my, my drive home. Uh, yeah. On my drive home, I was thinking about Winnie Cooper, man, and just how, 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 like what, what it is. What would you do if I sang out of tune? See, and the thing is, again, Kevin Arnold was playing games <laughs> big time. It's all about season the moment, which which could be a sports thing too. We can reference this with the Minnesota Vikings, the Timberwolves, and and the Wild here in this upcoming stretch. All the teams, the Gophers basketball team, that have a significant stretch coming up. Yep. In the next two to three weeks, don't be like Kevin Arnold. <laughs> Kevin Arnold did not seize the moment, people, with Winnie Cooper on The Wonder Years, and and it really cost him throughout that show, and it shouldn't have, because he he just didn't he didn't do what you should have done when it comes to a Winnie Cooper. What about Beyonce? The initiative. Beyonce put a ring on it. Yeah, should have been the immediate thing. Instead, he's going back Make and it forth. official make it official man with a Winnie Cooper. I mean cuz if you if you if not Winnie Cooper then who? Like Winnie Cooper who is still who uh does like children's books or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. Like math, like she's doing like math for children and little girls or, or she's doing something where Didn't she have like a um didn't she have like a reality
3: show or something briefly for like Yeah, A season on something, but it wasn't on like VH1 or it was on like Bravo or something like that. She had some sort of reality show at that. It was
2: on a big station, but I I just think Kevin could have seized a a very critical, you know, a critical moment. Uh, And you know who has a critical moment right now, segueing into this, the Minnesota men's basketball team. People think, Manny and and, and Reavers, people think I, I don't like the Gophers. I don't get it. I, I saw you going
3: at it last night with a few people that were like, I just like messing with you, them." You took some shots at the yeah, Big Ten Gopher... I like, know oh, the Big
1: Ten is <laughs> But the Gopher fan base in general is a very sensitive group, whether it's football or basketball or you know the teams that are highly followed. It, it is weird. They're a much more sensitive group than any other fan base. You know what it is with them? They're fine if they criticize their team, just they don't want you to do it. Or, or no, I was thinking, is it them. because it's the amateur status? Or you they're just kids. Well no. It's they're a division one a college team. I don't know what it is, but here's the deal. I don't hate the Golfers or
2: any other team. But I feel like they came into this year as a sleeper in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Illinois starts one for 19 last night. Think about one for 19. They're literally shooting 5% from the field. We were eight minutes into the game and Illinois had six points. It was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. And then second half, Illinois keeps fighting. Yeah, Kudos to them and that staff. I mean, they didn't give up. But I felt like that was one of the games, even though Minnesota's clearly dealing with depth issues. They don't have a strong bench. They rely on three or four guys to really bring it home every night. I felt like that was a statement opportunity They say, hey, look. We're so much better than teams like this. We're much closer to Purdue and Michigan State than we are to these teams in the Mm -hmm. league, and they just didn't do it. And my thing with Minnesota is if they don't win a game in the tournament, that's a disappointment. I agree. I think Michigan State wins the title. Purdue might fight them off somehow, but I think it's Michigan State's title to lose in the Big Ten. But Richard Pitino has an opportunity here in a very weak year, I think, for the Big Ten. To, to really build up the resume, get into the tournament, win a game or two with the right matchup, and have one of the most successful seasons this program has seen. But if you want me to get excited about you wrestling with Illinois in the second half before pulling away, an Illinois team that's
1: just horrible yeah. after shooting one for 19, well you got the wrong dude. When you have a 15 point lead in the second half and they trim that to four on your court, that's a problem. Huge problem. That's a problem, and I know basketball is the game of runs. But speaking of whether or not this this season is viewed as a success or failure, I agree with you. They need to win at least one game in the tournament yes. for this se- for this season to be viewed as as a success. And the most important player on this team is Isaiah Washington because if he doesn't give you anything, Jelly you are time. you are screwed. Yeah. And he shows moments of actually being a a competent Big Ten player, and he probably will have a good future going forward. But he's crucial because of your lack of depth. He you had need some him. head
3: scratches. He had some head scratches last night, yes, man. He there did. were a couple possessions. Oh, where he just dribbling and dribbling and dribbling and dribbling, and then they they tried to trap. There was one where they tried to trap him at at mid court almost, and he just it, it 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 was just it was just a mess. But it you was can a disaster. see though,
1: you can see why he was as touted though. Oh yeah, he's absolutely. got the skill set to be a he's Fast, really good. Good player. Handle. I yeah. mean, he can get to he's the got, rim. But he
3: just doesn't. Sometimes he just plays out of control. He's got to, Patino's got to rein him in a little bit. And, 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 cause I, I remember last year, late in the year last year, Nate Mason had a, had a couple, you know, a couple off games. And I was getting into it with somebody on Twitter about, you know, cause, he, he, you know, he was trying to say, well, Nate Mason isn't a real point guard and just, you know, just, just wait for Washington to come in next year and, and, you know, Mason can slide over to the two. And I'm like, ain't going to be that simple, man. You don't no. just plug in a freshman and just go. I guess all go. Big Ten, like, dude. Like, not everybody is, you know, Derrick Rose popping up in Memphis and they no. go to the championship game as a freshman. Like, it doesn't work like that.
2: You know what it is? Our society is obsessed with highlight reels.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: Every kid in America has a highlight reel. Here's what you don't know. It's called a highlight reel. Yeah. <laughs> in two minutes, I can make everybody look great. I could put together a highlight reel of my career that would make me look like I was something special. I wasn't. But now we get deceived because we go, oh man, look at that dude. He's viral. Look at look at that dunk. We love kids who dunk on somebody. We give them a million YouTube clips. Mm-hmm. Coaches don't care about that. That doesn't mean you can play. I think Isaiah Washington can play. But some days, some moments, he's at Rucker Park. Yeah. And you got to pull him off the court and go, no, 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 we're in the Big Ten. We're, we're playing Illinois. We're, we're playing. It. This is real now because I think he's one of those guys who came up in that sort of that highlight generation. He went viral and people want to see the flashiness. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of flashy players playing at Lifetime Fitness right now who never went to the league, never played a Division One level because it's not about that. It's about winning. And And you can also
3: see why, you know, when you watch him play. And again, I'm not trying to like trash him or anything here, but. You can also see when you watch him play, like, why it might have been a little bit easier for, all due respect to Richard Pitino, why it might have been a little bit easier for him to get Isaiah Washington because there might have been other schools like the Dukes and the Kentuckys that were looking at him saying, yo, this kid's out of control. Was, I can't deal with if him. If he
1: was more of a finished product, you're saying? Yeah. yeah. He's I mean, raw. He's yeah, raw. he's
3: very, very raw. Now, it's, you know, the talent is there, and now it's up to Pitino to rein him in and, yeah. and, and really – Grow him and develop him into a more, you know, a more polished player.
2: In Patino's defense, before the season, I saw him in New York City during Big Ten Media Day. And he told me, Look, the Eric Curry injury is going to be bigger than people realize. And I thought, Okay, but you got so many other talented guys. Like now you look at it and you're like, Ooh, it is big. That guy really, really would have helped them off the bench. And he's going to be the guy that if they're going to miss him in Big Ten play, but they get to the tournament, that's where they're really going to miss them because I think Isaiah can help you, but I don't care what anyone says. If you have not been on a tournament run, you're going up against other experienced teams that have composure in those moments, that's going to be a new venture for the Gophers if they get to the tournament and then the expectation is they have to win a game. Defensively, they can battle with anybody. They got they got you know, one of the best shot blockers, the best shot blocker in America. Jordan Murphy is a Wooden Award candidate in my
1: opinion. Based on what he's done, I didn't realize he tied Duncan, it's or, is, or is one away from tying Duncan for the most double doubles to start a season. He's, I, I mean, I knew he was having a phenomenal year. I didn't realize it was that good. Jordan Murphy, he's, he's been tremendous, mm-hmm. and, and I think he's the kind of
2: kid where, if if he goes to, you know, the the right NBA training camp, and he's in front of the right guys, that's the kind of guy who could be that little scrappy, undersized. I don't want to say Kawhi because that's an unfortunate, but like can develop into that kind of blue-collar guy at the next level. Mm -hmm. He has the athleticism, the explosiveness. Is he big enough? He might not be big enough, but he plays big enough, I think. I think that's going to be the thing with him. I love his game. I just think this is a team that has yet to show us what they're really capable of. And last year that was okay because it was if they get into the tournament, everybody's happy given what they were coming off of. That ain't the situation with the Gophers this year. You should compete for a top-three spot in the Big Ten – and you should be a team that I think wins at least one game, if not two, mm-hmm. in the NCAA tournament. That's what they have. But when they struggle against the Illinois, they lose to the Nebraskas on the road. That It just reminds you of last year when they had that five- or six-game losing streak or whatever it was, and they just didn't play the way they were capable of. You can't afford to do that, I think, in this year because they're going to mess around and end up you know, in, in some wacky, game against some 12 seed or 13 seed that's mature and you're going to be like you know Michigan State a couple of years like ago. Middle Tennessee State yeah you're just they're better than this I mean that's the thing that people yeah. don't realize they think I criticize Minnesota and I'm like anti-Minnesota no I think they're a good team and I've seen the best teams in America and
1: they're just underachieving yeah.
2: underachieving yeah. part of it's the depth I get that but part of it is when a team starts one for nineteen you pounce on that team at home. Yeah. you beat them by twenty-five. Them away. You make them. You make it so that when they get to the end of the game, they never want to play again. The best teams I've seen throughout covering college basketball were like that. Like when you were down, they were gonna punch you in the face. They wanted to hurt your feelings, and that was what they had. Minnesota doesn't have that.
3: What I will say, one of the most entertaining things last night, because I was like I mentioned before, I was at the game with Mackie last night. One of the most entertaining things of the entire game was watching Brad Underwood, the head coach of Illinois, just – you, just, you just, I mean, if you think Tom Thibodeau <laughs> like, tough. loses his mind where yeah. he's just screaming and throwing his hands up in the air, watch Brad Underwood, the head coach of Illinois. He is on a whole nother level. His face – wanted <laughs> like he looked like his head was going to explode <laughs> at times, especially early in that game.
2: And he's already got that drill sergeant look too. Yeah. That doesn't help. We're going to be back here, talk a little more Vikings on 1500.
0: This update sponsored by Staples. Staples has low prices on the organizational solutions your business needs to clear the clutter and focus on the job at hand this year. Like banner boxes, file folders, and storage bins, less mess equals more success. Visit staples.com for more. Staples, it's pro time. I actually like that
1: version better than the Beatles version, and I like the Beatles version, but I like the Joe Cocker version better. I think people only know the Joe Cocker version. Many people. Yeah, so I grew I, up, I grew up with the Beatles version. I know so. you did. You know, I'm old. I'm gonna tell you. Well, you and Spencer Tollickson share the same opinion on the Beatles.
0: He's an idiot. Sorry, <laughs> he on sorry Spencer. On the, <laughs> he came on the station and said they were
1: overrated, and I thought John Uh-oh. was gonna have a heart attack. <laughs> uh Oh, another another heart attack. I didn't have a heart
0: attack before. The Wild says the start time for its game against Vancouver on Sunday, January 14th, is being changed. Uh, it was supposed to start at six o'clock. It will now start at seven o'clock, and the reason, of course, the Vikings play their playoff game that day. The Wild uh, said in their press release they uh, they support other local teams. We know how that goes. So they're, uh, that's why they're changing the
1: Ooh, time. Ooh, I can't wait for the tweet to come out. Good luck, Vikings, from the, you know, the Wild at Those are
0: always great. The Wild play Buffalo tonight at the Xcel Energy Center. Uh, Twins news. They're still in on Hugh Darvish, apparently. Uh, the latest in that is uh, Darvish, of course, has a prior relationship with Twins GM Thad Levine from when they were both at Texas. John Heyman wrote on Twitter last night, the Twins might not see a meeting with Darvish as crucial because of his and Levine's familiarity already. Uh, So far, the twin signings are designed to upgrade the bullpen with the team signing Fernando Rodney and Zach Duke in the offseason this year. I kind of want Lance Lynn just because he's a good quote.
1: Yeah. Is he really?
3: Yeah, he's he's, he's a pretty good quote, yeah.
0: Vikings athletic training staff being honored by its peers. Vikings trainers will get the Ed Block Courage Award as NFL Athletic Training Staff of the Year. All 32 NFL athletic training staffs and membership of the Professional Football Athletic Trainer Society vote on the award. Uh, The staff for the Vikings, of course, led by Director of Sports Medicine and Head Athletic Trainer Eric Sugarman. Sugarman now in his 12th season with the Vikings. Sugarman deserves some—they better have a medal or something with that, too, because he deserves everything they give him. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, The Bears are interviewing Vikings defensive coordinator George Edwards tonight here in the Twin Cities for their vacant head coaching job. Uh, The Bears are replacing John Fox, of course. Uh, They've scheduled an interview for Friday in the Twin Cities with Vikings offensive coordinator Pat Shermer. So they hit both while they're in town. Uh, This will be the first interview for a head coaching position for Edwards, the coordinator of the defense that finished number one in the NFL in scoring defense and total defense this season. Uh, NFL television ratings, it's not a good story. Once again, uh, for the season, fell 9.7%, according to the numbers registered by Nielsen and released today. A typical game was watched by 1.6 million fewer people this season as compared to last season. That drop comes after the NFL had hoped to stem an 8% slide from last season by experimenting with the format for television commercials and trying to speed up the game. Do we like the television commercial thing with the split screen? Uh I didn't it didn't bother me I yeah, guess. I, mind yeah. I guess I'm more used to it now. Well it's, I'm going to br- yeah. I'm going to bring it first It was a, it was a weird juxtaposition but now it just seems normal.
1: I'm going to bring it up cuz you do it every I do it every time. I I wonder do the NFL red zone ratings count for this, because uh, I guarantee that's affecting good point. their overall television rating. Because if it's I'll not watch. the Vikings game, I watch the Red Zone. That actually the is, Red Zone.
0: is mentioned in this story. NFL Red Zone, they say, may also be a factor taking fans away Got it smart, watching. Kenny.
1: Did you hear that great point I just made on the radio? A, that's that's a really
0: good point. <laughs> it's just like out in the hallway. Kenny always walks by and says, Reaver, shut up. Quit talking. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> other factors, they think, well, a last year's slide, of course, they blame partially on the presidential election. This year, the NFL was challenged with fans who were upset at players protesting during the National Anthem. Other factors cited included the dilution of the product through Thursday Night Football, which was broadcast on the NFL Network, CBS, NBC, and Amazon Prime in 2017. This season, both Fox CEO James Murdoch and CBS Sports Chairman Sean McManus blamed the rating slide on... Proliferation games. Uh, NFL, of course, not in a vacuum. Viewership drop is indicative of the general environment as less television is being watched and cable subscriptions have declined for the past. Stop
3: putting the Jaguars and the Titans on Thursday night football all the time. People don't
2: want to watch that. It's a TV thing, too. My my, my daughters will watch a show that's live and they'll say, fast forward through the commercial. Mm -hmm.
1: I can't. But they're so used to my kids are the same way. Fast
2: forwarding through culturally, things are changing. Yes, with TV. I like, agree That's with a you. huge part
1: of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I do. You, I, the only guy I watch live now is sports. I think. Me too. Nothing else. Yeah. DVR everything. Well, news. I watch well, the news, news sure. live. News. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Tiger Woods playing twice in California over the next six weeks as he begins another comeback on the PGA Tour. Uh, Woods announced he will play the Farmers Insurance Open January 25th at Torrey Pines. That's the San Diego course where he's won eight times. That includes the 2008 U.S. Open. He also says he'll play the Genesis Open at Riviera in Los Angeles. That one starts February 15th. Riviera is where Woods played his first PGA Tour event as a 16-year-old amateur.
2: I really hope we see Tiger at full strength at some point. I don't think it will ever happen, though. We'll be back here on 1500. Myron Metcalf back filling in for Royce here on uh, the ride fifteen hundred ESPN Chris Reavers Manny Hill Manny Fresh as I call him. Um,
1: do you all want to see Tiger get back to one hundred percent? Like, is yep. that, do you care? I do. I care a lot. I do. I, yeah. th- I think it would. I mean, Pat and Joe always say, you know, they're much big golf, much bigger golf fans than I am. But they said that golf doesn't need him. I said, I know, but it still would be fun. It still would be fun to see if he still got it. I mean, I know he's the one that is the sole creation for these monsters that are now really great young golfers. But yeah, I still think it would be fun. I think it'd be a, a lot of fun to see him
2: if he gets if he has one more late run in him. I think it's also the perfect setup. Enough time has passed where he's ready for the redemption story, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know if anyone went through as much as he did publicly. We watched his marriage fall apart. We watched him deal with, you know, the backlash of everything, uh, the recent stuff with, uh, I don't know, prescription medication or whatever he was going on with there. Like, a lot of things have happened to him publicly.
1: Outside of OJ, nobody's had a bigger falling from grace than Tiger Woods. No. And, and, I mean,
2: the press conference was like nothing we've ever seen. The guy Mm -hmm. held a press conference basically saying, hey, man, I I had an affair, a bunch of affairs with my wife. Like, you don't see that very often. I just feel like now in 2017, 2018, goodness, it's like the perfect setting for one last Tiger run and just sort of that redemptive story. Americans love to give the Tiger Woodses of the world a second chance. Like, Mm -hmm. they love, like, the dude who 10 years ago you thought would never make it, would never have, like, we love to help those guys have one more go of it because we can't separate ourselves from
1: what they meant to us when they were great. And when he, so we were out at the Ryder cup every day and tiger was there and I'll never, it was the first time I'd ever been really up close to him. And he just looked like he looked like tiger woods out of work, older uncle. Really, I just kept looking at yeah. how that can't be the same guy. He I mean, is. I was from you to me away from him and I just kept thinking there's no way that's the same guy. He aged. Yeah, he, he yeah. did. He looked he looked like he was 15 years older than he actually he was. He aged really fast. Well, and, and I mean,
2: at 17, we never thought he would. I mean, this guy was winning at such a ridiculous pace at such an early age. I, I covered, I didn't cover, I went to one of his first tournaments, the, the Brown Deer, it was the Greater Milwaukee Open, mm-hmm. me, just outside of Milwaukee. And it was like a rock star, man. Like, people who didn't know anything about golf following him. And, and the impact the cultural impact when I say cultural I mean like American culture he made a lot of people think about golf who would have never thought golf my barbershop in Milwaukee back home yeah there are a bunch of dudes who just don't know much about golf I'm talking like you know Chuck Chuck and and Ron Roan you know mm-hmm. you know a couple dudes like that who just yep. have no interest in golf
1: mm-hmm.
2: they would be playing every weekend. <laughs> because of Tiger. It is amazing the amount of people who were like, Oh yeah, let's try golf. Golf was like that, I don't want to say nerd sport. It was that it was that uppity, upper class sort of country club sport. Stuffy. It was very, very stuffy stuffy. Yeah. Tiger made it more accessible or at least seem more accessible. A little more mainstream. Yeah. So when people say the sport doesn't need tiger, I don't think the PGA needs Tiger. But no one will ever see the cultural impact that he had on the sport a- and the way that he made average Joes think about golf as as like an option. Talk to, to anybody
1: that owns a golf course in this state, Huge. and they will tell you that he had more impact on people coming out on a Saturday or a Sunday or whatever, and they're just not seeing the numbers that they no. used to for a variety of reasons, but I think Tiger – most notably has a lot to do with that.
2: And and I don't know if there's a guy playing golf speed or I don't know if there's a guy playing now who can even come close to duplicating what he did. Is there another guy on tour right now who can make the masses go, oh man, let's get back out to the golf course because I, I just think Tiger was so unique and we love to give people second chances. There there, there are people who after his acquittal were ready to give OJ a second chance. <laughs>
1: I mean, to answer your question, I'll say no. I mean, if Spieth were to go on this historic run, I think he might have a chance. But yeah. here's the problem. There's so many more. He has so much more competition yep. that's just yep. as good as he is that Tiger didn't have yeah. when he was really becoming a superstar. I thought Rory would be that guy. I thought McElroy It was looking
2: like it for a little bit. I thought he would. I honestly thought, OK, Tiger's in trouble. I thought McIlroy was going to come in. And kind of saved the like day. Like that 2012 Perfect, to 2014 right sort of He just range, never yeah. really – he kind of Sergioed us a little bit, right? He just never really – like there have been so many guys throughout golf in the last 20 years where you're like, oh, whether it's Sergio Garcia or some of these other guys, you're like, oh, he he's next. And they just don't show up. And Tiger was like the first one in a long time after Jack where it was like, hey, this guy's the real deal. And, and then life fell apart.
3: And me. you remember Tiger – for a little while, it was was it David Duvall? I think back in the yep. day that was yep. sort of considered to yep. be Tiger's like yeah, that was like his rival. But then he kind bit. of he then he just what sort of fell too? off. was Sergio too. Yeah, it was Sergio was too was a little there? bit. But then he was they, another
1: young guy that was yeah. coming up. And yeah. it was yeah. a
2: good group of guys who were like, man, I, this is going to be fun to watch them. And it just never came together. But I want to see Tiger find a way to you know end his redemption story. We'll be back after this. I'm trying to get off uh, Facebook. That's my goal in 2018. I'm I'm gradually getting away from it, and and a lot of social media I don't need. But there's this thing going around where people put up which celebrity do you resemble, kind of thing.
3: Oh yeah, like who do you?
2: And the delusional people who think they resemble these celebrities. <laughs> you don't look like Brad Pitt. You are Brad from Pittsburgh.
1: Right. <laughs> you don't look like
2: Brad. You don't look like Denzel. You don't look like Lester Washington, his third cousin, on his mama's side. You are you. People are delusional. Yeah. And First off, it's like, hey, why do you want to look like one of these people? You know how much work some of these celebrities have had? Cardi, they've, Cardi they've B is the
3: one now that everybody thinks they. Everybody look like has
2: yeah. a Cardi B. Everybody thinks look-alike. they look like her now.
3: Yeah.
1: Who's Cardi B?
2: Oh, Reavers. <sighs> Reavers. She is. No, no. This is this is good. <laughs> she just did a song with Bruno Mars, a remix to his yeah. song "Finesse," and there's a video out that is like uh, they did it with like the In Living Color remix. Mm-hmm. Cardi B has exploded. So she was uh, a dancer. Uh, trying yes. to pay the tuition. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yep. And then she was on Loving Hip Hop, yep. uh, the VH1 show that's, I think it's still the most popular show for people 25 to 49. She looks like Nicki Minaj. Is this
3: no. what I'm thinking of, or yeah. is that Nicki Minaj? Would no, that's, no that, that's, that's Cardi Sir? B. That's her?
2: Yeah. So Cardi okay. has an amazing story, though. She is the first, I believe, rapper to have her first three hits all debut in the top 10 on the Billboard charts. And this song she just did with Bruno Mars is going to be number one at some point. Yeah, she is like
3: everything great, she touches is gold, of, and she's she's great, man. She's great a great personality.
2: Fun. She was on Jimmy Kimmel. You, you know what you should do, Reavers? Check out her her interview with uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Okay, like she has a certain personality that is is just sort of. I'm sure some people hate it, but it, it's it's interesting. Like she she is perfect for the social media era. And all that comes with that. She's I used built to, to be a star.
1: I used to love hip-hop, and yeah. I used to love r and I cannot stand about 90% of what's out there right now. So I don't know if I do, I would even... I might give the music 10 seconds, but there's so much of it that's so awful. It's,
3: it's, it's gotten pretty watered down, but there's... there's you have to kind of... Some good stuff. There's, there's, some good, there's some really good stuff out there. You just have to, like... You got to be but sort of willing agree? to sort of pick through it. This isn't you know.
1: a get-off-my-lawn, music-was-better, 20... you know, But, but it's just... I, I hear the auto-tune crap. I'm like, this is you're, awful. Hey, you're you're preaching to the two-man yeah, 100%, choir here, right?
3: But here's the here's the problem though,
2: where we get hypocritical, is we go, oh my goodness, this vulgar music. Uh we made Sir Mix a lot rich. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh uh naughty oh, by yeah. nature. Oh yes. Uh OPP, Google what that's really about. We, oh yeah, we we boys. made a lot of these groups that were risque multi- Millionaires. So remember that when we criticize today's music. We'll be back after this on 1500 ESPN.